You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. Welcome to another episode of Random Fit, where I, myself, Ken Miller, I'm going to be joined with my co-host, Miss Wendy Batts. Wendy, how are you today? I'm great, Ken. How are you? I am awesome. And I'm actually really excited for today because uh, we're going to be joined by Amy Boone Thompson, who, um, I don't know if we've talked about this, Wendy, but she has been a a mentor of mine, whether she knows it or not. You know, I I did have the opportunity to work with her some years ago, a couple decades ago, actually. But, uh, you know, she she led by example, somebody that I greatly admired uh, professionally then as well as, uh, you know, as I do now still today with all that she's accomplished. So uh, without further ado, let's uh, let's bring Miss Amy Boone Thompson. Amy, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me today. Uh, Well, I thank you for being here for sure. Like I'm excited because Ken has told me so much about you. And, uh, you know, thank you because I know you have a very busy schedule. So I want to say thanks for coming and joining us and our listeners. And I'm just going to go ahead and ask you the first question um, because I'm learning more and more about you and your journey. And of course, I'm learning it through Ken and then what I've known about you in the industry. So those of you guys that are, um, are, well, for those that are new to listening or learning more about you, can you just kind of give us an update or, or kind of your background about your journey and how you got to where you are today? I'd love to. I was saying it's been over three decades, so I'll try to keep it concise. (laughs) Um, So I was actually a college athlete. I grew up with nine brothers and sisters. We competed for everything. So that kind of led me to uh, sports and basketball was my primary sport. Volleyball was my secondary. I played at a division one university in Fairfax, Virginia. And when I graduated, I thought I would, I got a PE and health degree. At that time and at that university, there wasn't exercise kinesiology. So I thought for sure, like I'll tape ankles, I could coach basketball, this could be really good with motherhood. And then um, I started working as an assistant strength and conditioning coach. And at the same time down the street, oh, and I was going to massage therapy school. So, you know, like all of us do a bazillion things. At that time, I started my first personal training job at the women's club in Chantilly, Virginia. And that experience completely changed the trajectory of my career. I made a difference for the women. I got to show up and and help them through their physical journey, mental journey, emotional journey. And it really just um, inspired me to follow a career in personal training. So then I moved to California. I ended up working. That's when uh, Ken and I met not too long after that. I worked at a single site club called the Sporting Club at Aventine, and it got acquired by Club One. And that's where Ken and I had the privilege of working together. I was in SoCal. He was in NorCal. And um, and I started running personal training for all of those locations that at the time, I think, 26 locations. Um so fast forward, I my claim to fame is that I've held every job in the industry. I've been a massage therapist. I've run sports leagues. Um, I've worked the front desk. I have been a personal trainer, Group X instructor. I've been a general manager. And then I've run personal training and Group X for large, large club chains. Um, but the way I came to IDEA was I was uh, working for Les Mills at the time at, in biz dev, selling licenses to clubs. 
And a headhunter found me and said, you're the unicorn we've been looking for that has experiences in all these different areas. And we'd like you, at the time I was in Colorado, they said, we'd like you to come back to San Diego and run Idea Health and Fitness. Um, and at the time I was VP GM, dream job. I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else until I had an opportunity to step up and buy the company. So today I'm the owner and CEO of Idea Health and Fitness. How was that? Did I keep it short? Impressive, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> See, now, now you realize, Wendy, that you know when it when it came to working with Amy, I mean, all those touch points, right? You understood every aspect of the health club and the and the gym industry. You you did everything. Not one thing that you know that you had to manage. You didn't have experience with. So, Wendy, you got to understand that when when we were talking about again, in the context of how we work together, you know, she oversaw the fitness department uh, throughout the whole company. I was within one facility, but, you know, everything we mentioned in meetings, everything that was to be discussed, she had something we could address. It's not like some people, you know, they, they have a really, really strong point <laughs> and they're in other things. Um, what I really appreciate about you, Amy, is that with everything that you've done, like you said, you were a trainer, you're front desk, you, you even had other experiences uh, with massage therapy. And you knew from the consumer standpoint, as well as from the managerial and the production standpoint, what needed to be done to make a difference as far as the company goes. And again, we were in the company that was built on improving fitness and wellness and you understood both ends and that's what i really appreciated about that experience that i had working you know with you at club one so so now you know wendy why why i hold such admiration for Amy. so don't mean to kind of you know just <laughs> all sunshine and rainbows and everything but i mean legitimately that was that was that was a big i mean that's a big thing today as far as understanding okay what goes into changing lives what goes into you know what has to happen to facilitate you know getting people to you know live better lives and that's why when amy you took over and you you know you, you made idea literally yours um i thought to myself you know it couldn't be in better hands thank you i well, think so too <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and and those that are listening, they don't understand. I think if you're not in our industry, we do play multiple roles. I think it's more than just being a personal trainer. I mean, besides the uh, the mental aspect of listening to everyone's problems and stories, and we also have to you know help them change and be a part of their journey. Going into multiple different avenues, I think, is something that many people do because it does allow us to have our kind of hands in different roles. And I know for myself, I am also a massage therapist. I went in, did I do more neuromuscular therapy, but it allows me as a trainer to go in and kind of be the one-stop shop. And Amy, it sounds like you, you did that, but you can also help some of these individuals that are coming into the industry see that we have so many different ways that we can work with people. And um, I find it fascinating because I love I love women in power, first of all. But second of all, I mean, it's a it's a big deal to, to say that we're more than just because I get, oh, you're just a personal trainer. And it's way more in depth than that. 
Yeah, I actually, I really miss being a one-on-one -on -one personal trainer. That was um, such a rewarding job for me. And I, I was doing a podcast a few weeks ago and they were, they asked that question, like, which of all the jobs that you've had, would you love to go back and do again, if you were actively taking clients and it would be one-on-one -on -one training. Um, I, like I said, that early experience of just having such a tremendous impact in someone's journey, uh, really was so gratifying. And I just appreciate everything that personal trainers do, but I also teach personal trainers to diversify because just mm -hmm. like you said, like this, the opportunity that you have to do one-on-one -on -one training, whether you're adding modalities or you're adding certifications or you're adding different skills that you can bring to your clients, all of those are going to uh, help you one, to make more money in the industry and stay in the industry, but two, they're going to help you to really find where your passion and niche lies so that when you're done taking A through Z client, you'll know that there's a very specific client that of the avatar that you like to work with. And what I teach trainers is that's what's going to keep you in the industry for decades to come is when you finally arrive at like, the people you really love to work with. Um, that'll keep you in the industry and keep your passion and fire burning. Uh, thanks for saying that, uh, Amy, because, you know, one of the things I still I still train right even after these years. I mean, you and I we worked together back in mid two thousands, I believe it was. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, early early mid two thousand, and um, you know, and I still train. And the, what I really appreciate about that is the fact that well, one, I I can play both sides of the fence, right? Because having been in the industry for yeah about thirty years now. Um, and still being a practitioner, the, the the field has evolved so much. And I can't imagine, you know, from, you know, if you were to go back in time and think about those first clients that you took on and, and how you approached the sessions and what you had to do, you know, just the mechanics of attaining a client and maintaining a client versus what trainers have to go through today or the, what they have available. I mean, I hate to say that, you know, back in my day, right? <laughs> but you have this situation where, yeah, it's 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 almost a different world, but it's not, right? So, you know, if you were to come back today, what what would you what would you different what would you do differently than when you first started training now then versus what you would do today if you had the time? Oh. That's a great question. Um, so for one, like I'm so old, personal training was brand new. Like no one knew what it was. It was only for the rich and famous. So we were like teaching people what it meant to have a trainer at the time. Um, I, and again, I interviewed Dan Isaacson at, while we were at World. He is like the original personal trainer who basically made it up on the fly um, years ago for for a uh, staying alive movie, he trained Sylvester Stallone. So I think back, like I wasn't that early, but I was so early that we were still teaching people what personal training was. And, um, you know, I had to learn how to use Excel and teach my trainers how to use Excel to track their uh, personal training sessions because everything used to be on a card. Everything was written out on program cards. I don't know if some clubs still have the drawer with all the program cards lined up. But to answer your question, I think it's so 
uh, amazing the technology that we have now to support trainers so that you don't have to spend so much time with the design or with the tracking and with the financial piece. And you really truly can be with your client and be present. So I would take advantage of all the technology that exists to prepare for my sessions, to track my sessions, to charge my clients. Um, I think all of that is brilliant. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that because technology has helped me a tremendous amount from, I, you know, I've been doing this for a really long time as well. And back in the day, I still have folders of some of my first clients because I just, I go back and I look at just the amazing work that I did. And then I'm thinking, man, there's not a lot that have changed because I've always utilized the NASM um, philosophy and methodologies and, and especially within my training. But those of you guys that are joining Ken Miller and myself, Wendy Batts, on uh, Random Fit, we have a very, very special guest. We have Amy Boom Thompson joining us. And, um, you know, we're talking a little bit about where the future of fitness, where, where what's going on right now, where we're headed. But that kind of brings me to a totally different topic that's still kind of within the realm. Amy, can you talk to us a little bit about World Active and what that is? Mm, I'd love to. <laughs> Okay, so um, so I kind of laid out my career and let you know I've been doing um, a lot of different advocacy for our profession for a lot of years. So I've served on a lot of boards. I've worked with a lot of the certifying agencies. Um, I had been on ideas committee for two decades and all the time incredibly passionate about our standards, our credentials and our industry. So um, about a year ago, right now, I was contacted by a small group of associations like IDEA that were in um, all different places of the world, and they were forming World Active, which is finally the coming together of all of the major associations and registries globally. So there is nothing like this that exists. There are global associations like IDEA and some of the others, but there's not an entity where we all have a voice and we all have um, um the same goals of really uniting our industry uh, globally. So today we have 30, sorry, 35 showed up at our first summit. We have over 50 associations who've joined World Active and we are together. We really have four pillars where we're setting goals. The first pillar is around equity and inclusion in our space, elevating every human in leadership. And specifically, we're starting with women because as I've been traveling the world, I see that women are not represented um, equally in our space at the leadership level. Second, we're approaching and, and uniting around standards and credentials. So uh, for any of you who look at certification processes in different countries, you'll know that there still are a lot of differences. I know, can you travel globally? And you know, there's still a lot of differences with standards and credentials. So we're trying to come together to at least agree on our um, minimum common uh, credentials that a trainer or group X instructor should have to enter the space. Uh, we also are working on right now just setting up our membership. And so there's a lot of like who could be involved and how would they be involved? And then um, what is the last one? We have one more pillar. Oh, research. So there's a lot of research that needs to be done in our space. And we are working with World Health Organization. So um, they are really uh, really interested in what it is that we can do to pull together and have one voice to represent our sector. And just to kind of level set the importance of what World Active is, during the pandemic, we didn't have one place 
for other stakeholders in health to come to speak with our industry, our sector. So physical activity, um, health, fitness, there wasn't one entity whereby World Health Organization or CDC or anyone else could come and communicate and help disseminate information and help us to stay in business, keep our doors open. And we were really fragmented. So I think the significance of this is that we're finally coming together where we will have a common voice. And um, fortunately, I get to help represent North America so we can make sure to bring all the information to all of our clubs and individual professionals. Yeah, that's great. Because that, yeah, <laughs> I just remember watching, you know, just watching um you know social media amy and i think was it in germany that yes everybody yeah at the at, at a FIBO conference out there mm -hmm. and I, th I think that was just right before uh right before right after a trip that i had taken um internationally but to to actually see it happen because i knew nothing about it until it actually happened and yeah. i saw you know all the you know all the representatives from the different organizations and a couple faces that I had recognized. And then you being amongst them, I was like, oh, this is, this is awesome. Because like you said, I mean, you travel to different areas of the world and representation of, you know, as you mentioned, you know, women versus men and the access to the information. And, you know, we're still seeing a little bit of that today, uh, you know, even where we are, where you have a dominance of, of one over the other. Right. But to have a little bit more, um, involvement on all sides um and to see that happen globally that was that was pretty exciting to see yeah yeah i'm really excited so we're just in year two now we've um we've accepted the charter and the manifesto we have a council so that's where i'm serving as vice chair and we have officers and we're really starting to dig in set goals and do the work that needs to be done um, so if you are listening and you are affiliated with an association, you represent association, I know we'll, we'll try to get NASM on board as well, but um, the goal really is to unite on each continent and then unite globally, and it will be the registries and the associations who are spearheading the effort. I love it. So Amy, do you feel, and this is kind of, I don't know if you want to answer this, but do you feel like there's any pushback? We have had pushback from a few entities feeling like um, maybe, I guess, just pessimistic that we can't unite because, I mean, I look at it as maybe I'm a, a fresh perspective because now I'm an owner and I, I have a seat at the table finally. And so I'm starting up conversations about unifying our industry and, and um, the the old guard, if you will, those that came before, the pioneers who've been trying to do this for decades are a little pessimistic it can't happen uh, because I think they've tried in years past. But now we've just had a pandemic. So the time is now, the time is really now. We all saw how it affected our industry and not just in the US. I mean, Australia was closed even more than even California and their businesses were devastated. So the entire... Uh, world really needs this effort. And um, for those who are naysayers or who think we've already tried, I would just encourage you to, to get involved and don't talk about it, be about it. It's um, We have fresh new perspectives who are trying to make this happen. Yeah, that was, you know, and you brought up Australia and um, on one of our, one of our trips where we had a chance to be at a conference and be amongst other speakers from different parts of the world 
Um, I, I can't remember his name right now, but his, his, his face ben. is in my head. His yeah. name is Ben. Ben, yes. And, you know, it's funny because you, you bring up um, California, you know, and me being in the Bay Area, we were shut down basically first and opened up last, to, yeah. to simply put it. And so the conversations that Ben and I had were like, you know, definitely in parallel, but, you know, there are other other people there and from where they were, it was over and done with, you know, months, I mean, five, six months shorter span. And yeah. Yeah, to your point, Amy, with, with how the world reacted and what we realized what was needed and how that impacted, you know, my personal training studio, his business and our ability to help other people was definitely affected. And, and, the fact that you're having a singular, well, looking towards unifying everybody to where, you know, this couldn't happen. You know, your experience as an industry shouldn't be that much different, so vastly different than someone else's if we're all trying to accomplish the same thing. Yeah, that's right. And and it comes with a local effort as well. So we also learned from the pandemic that you need local initiatives and you need to get together in your own community. But we're hoping that with, within each continent. So right now there's four associations from North America that are represented. And we've already been talking, doing similar press releases. So when there's information to share out, we can quickly get it out to all of these local, local municipalities so that you can act locally. But it's about thinking globally, learning best practices globally, and having a united voice for our sector so we can create movement and synergy and ultimately have a bigger impact for people. Well, Amy, does that does that correlate to why you guys formed the Career Discovery Day? Yeah, so um, so Career Discovery Day is an effort that we had the very first of. Um, so let me let me go back one second, and I'll just go a little bit bigger picture here. Uh, one of the very first things that I realized when I purchased Idea, or even when I came in to run Idea, was that we needed to activate, energize, and bring up the next generation of fitness professionals. Um, right now, there's a lot of distracting and um, conflicting messages around how to get into our space, what's required, who has the right credentials, what are, again, I talked about the minimum qualifications for our role. So um, I realized early on that while I needed to honor the 40 years of history that IDEA has, I also need to look to the future and bring in future fitness professionals because they truly are the next gen of who will, who will be bringing up um, healthy individuals and, and creating impact. So Career Discovery Day is one day at Idea World where we're bringing together high school age students who have any kind of interest in fitness, sport, health. Um, we're bringing them together and we have an experiential day where they get to go through the expo. Um, they get to talk to different mentors, hear their career stories. They get to, we had five brands that came on as sponsors and NASM was one. So Ken was there sharing his story about how he got into the space and what he does today. And then they really just are fostering um, uh, awareness, but also career paths for these young kiddos ages 14 to 18. We even had college kids there. We've For a long time, we've had a college discovery program, but we're really taking it one step further to reach out to kids, our youth who are contemplating careers in fitness. 
Yeah, that was, I mean, that was a great, I mean, that was an awesome event. I didn't know what to expect um, from that, from that career day. So for those of you listening to us here on Random Fit, we are joined with uh, Amy Boone Thompson, um, with both Wendy Batts and I. Um, but with, with that career day, I mean, it's, you know, it, it was from my vantage point, because all the, all the presenters, like you said, uh, Amy, we all, you know, we're all there, we shared our experiences, but to, for me to kind of sit back and listen to other people's journeys um it was actually i mean just confirming to me that we all we all have different entry points as far as you know how we get into the industry but also why we get into the industry so to for those that were in attendance to actually see that okay we all have our own reasons why and there are different opportunities um in which we can help somebody um you know achieve you know whatever it is that they want to accomplish but uh for them to actually be there and sit there uh and witness for themselves like hey there, there is no there is no template answer as far as how can i impact the world how can i impact someone's life right you you, you find your own reason there the technology is there as we all discussed as far as how to build a business but you know the the avenues you know it, it is a choose your own adventure right yeah. um but it's definitely there uh, you know as far as okay how how can i help somebody because once you figure out that then and you put your why into it the the mechanics are definitely there and they were definitely there um over the weekend during this last idea conference yeah, and we so our goal to grow that program next year, Idea World will be in Los Angeles again. So we are already reaching out to more high schools in the LA market. We really want to um, we want to bring them in for this experience, but also expose their parents because we know even if these if these teenagers don't choose a career in fitness, um, just the fact that they're excited about their health or excited about working out, we know that creates ripples in their communities. And so for every, um, every one of the teenagers who did come, they left really excited about movement and about physical activity and about their sport and conditioning. So whether or not they have a career or just a job and become interested in personal training, um, I think we're, we're laying the groundwork for them to have a positive relationship with health and fitness. Now, just one more question about career day. Um, you mentioned the parents and I had a chance to speak to to one of the parents, and it was very positive. She was very impressed with basically the, you know, what was what was there at the conference. But what was what were some of the feedback that you got from the parents themselves? Mm, so really positive feedback. Um, and the parents were required to come if the person was 14 to 18 years old. So we did have parents in attendance and tagging along. And some of the parents were actually fitness professionals themselves. And they had heard about career day and they wanted to kind of expose their teenager to the different options. But others really didn't have any experience. And the feedback we got was really positive. They'd like to do it again. They wanted additional resources. And, um, and I know the sponsors gave us tremendously positive feedback as well about their um, experience in partnering. So we will continue to do Career Discovery Day at World. And then I hope to have some version of it that our fitness professionals can take into their own communities to get involved with high schools and youth and introducing them to careers. 
Yeah, Amy, I love it. And, you know, for people that have never been to Idea World, I mean, obviously we have Career Day that you're talking about, but can you kind of go into more detail about just the event as a whole? I mean, it's there's a lot there. And and then also, too, if people are interested in being a part of the Career Day, how do the like where do they find out more on yeah. this about this topic? Great question. So Idea World is the coming together. It's the largest global gathering of fitness professionals that exists. So we get in pre-pandemic, we were up to about 10,000 attendees from over 80 countries. Uh, this year in LA, we didn't have the, quite that many come back yet because we know we lost some fit pros, but um, we will continue to grow. It is four days of education where you'll get all your CECs, you network, you are taking, there's tracks in corrective exercise, in um, mind body, in business, in personal training, in group X, in there's workouts, there's seminars, there's, um, there's panels, there's all kinds of different education happening for four days. We also have pre-cons where you can get additional certifications. There's post-cons. And then we have the Fitness and Wellness Expo, which is two across two of those days. And that is the coming together of these hundreds of suppliers and exhibitors that really are bringing the latest and greatest um, of everything that you'll want. I always say, if you want it in a club, on a trainer, in a trainer, or in their client's hands, you have to be at Idea World. Um, Zumba got their start at Idea World. TRX got their start at Idea World. All the CEC agencies are there. It really is the largest coming together for fitness professionals. Yeah, it was. It was. It was great to see. I mean, it was. I wasn't there last year, but it was great to see um, all the works. I think the hardest part of going to this conference, as I'm sure it is for a, a conferences in different industries, but the hardest part was deciding. Okay, do I go to this presenter who I've been who I've been reading his material or her material, or do I go to this presenter because, you know, they've also influenced the industry. So that's one of the hardest parts about, <laughs> it's a great conference, don't get me wrong, but the, the hardest part is when you, when you have such a collection of, 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 of industry leaders and them sharing their experiences, you know, you're taking that out of a, out of a digital course or out of a book that they might've written. Um, or something that they might have done some research on. It's just the selection between one topic versus another if they happen to be at the same time. So yeah. that, that was that was the hardest part, as it is with every other idea conference I've been to. <laughs> is picking which session. I know we pack those session blocks with so many good um, choices that it's really hard to pick. Really hard to pick. <laughs> I love it. Well, Amy, I know that, you know, Ken Mettler and I on Random Pick could talk your ear off, um, but we do have Amy Boone Thompson joining us and she is the CEO of IDEA. And we have been talking a little bit about her journey. We've also talked about World Active and how amazing that is, as well as a Discovery Career Day, if you're looking into getting into the industry, which is amazing. Um, but, you know, on a because I could talk to you all day, Amy, I want to know on a final question that I have. You said you've been in the industry a long time. I know Ken and I both have as well. So if you had, you know, over all the changes that you've seen in the industry, can you tell me what probably has impacted you the most? Like, what do you see as, as being the good, but then also the bad? Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> on the spot. Um, yeah, on the spot. Yeah. So 
I think what's most exciting for me now is that people recognize the value of health and fitness. So I talked about the early days when we were teaching people what a personal trainer is, what we do, how we help educate people about health and fitness. But that was just as much convincing them that they needed to exercise or eat healthy. Now people understand, and especially after the pandemic, we know the value of health. And so it really, to me, speaks volumes of our profession and that we are we are not going to be replaced by AI or by machines. Human to human session, human to human interaction is critical. And so we will always have a, a place and a space to help people in their health and fitness journey. So that's the positive. Um, the negative is I, I am sad that our credentials have slipped somewhat, meaning that in desperate times, club owners are not requiring credentials to hire individuals to work with their clients and their members. And it um, having really dedicated my career to professionalism and credentialing, it breaks my heart that we would take a step backwards in terms of accepting less quality or less education when we really should be advancing and um, and expecting more from people who want to work in our space, not less. I'm going to have to piggyback by saying yes. And if, if you don't have a trainer, you're looking into getting a trainer. It's so important to do your, your, you need to do some research about your trainer. You need to find out, look at them. You know, now we've got technology. We just talked about that. That can be good and bad. You can find out so much information about a person. Um, even if you want to erase it, if it was, if it was recorded, you really can't. And I think to your point, I'm a big advocate, obviously of education. If you're not learning, you're dying. We always say that as well. And so I just want to say thank you too, for all you're doing for our industry, because you know, you are our future and you're helping bring up these phenomenal, incredible trainers to follow in your footsteps. And, uh, you know, I want to just personally say thank you for all you're doing. Thank you. Yes. And, uh, Ken, before you go, I just want to add, like, for people who don't know what IDEA is or how we work with NASM, um, so IDEA does not certify fitness professionals. We lead people to certification and we fill in their educational needs to help them have successful careers once they are certified or degreed. So our job really is to inspire fitness professionals to have long and la long lasting successful careers to help more people. And our tagline is inspire the world to fitness because we know that one fitness professional, one personal trainer has such tremendous impact and ripple effect to help the outcomes of health in their communities. So that's what IDEA does. We work with NASM. Um, we send people to organizations to get certified and then we help them stay in the industry and stay successful. That's, that is definitely true. And I was just going to ask you if there was any one last statement that you wanted to make and um, you couldn't have summed up this, uh, this podcast recording any better than that, Amy, but you know, and this again, now, now, you know, Wendy and all you listeners know why, you know, having worked with, worked with you, Amy, you know, however many years ago, you, you know, you've left a lasting, uh, you know, impression and for me and how I hold myself professionally. And I, and I'm, and I'm feeling that, you know, with what, you know, changes and the, and, and what you've done with ideas so far, you know, I've, we did the, um, the, the welcoming party and the networking event and that, what you just explained right there, Amy, was was an energy that was hopefully felt by everybody, and the fact that you know we all, we all have a goal 
Um, and I, and that idea is just a conduit for everybody being able to, you know, improve themselves, upskill, uh, and be able to help people, you know, achieve their better selves in a more, you know, I guess in a more connected way with, with so right. much education that you had live with all the presenters, but also with, with all the content and education that you have through, um, the idea website as well. So, and I know that there's some great changes coming, coming down the line it, as they have been since you've taken over. So I highly encourage everybody to go to the website. And what's your, what, what's the website again, uh, Amy, just so I don't it mess it up. It is ideafit.com, I-D-E-A-F-I-T. That's also our handle on all the social media outlets. Um, and like I said, get involved. If you are passionate about anything we talked about today, if you get excited, fired up about your own health and fitness journey, or if you're a professional looking for resources, join our community and, um, and you can get informed, you can get involved. And most of all, we want to keep inspiring you on your journey. Yes. And I, I like to say you definitely have done that so far <laughs> and, and definitely more to come. So thank you again, Amy, for, for spending your, your time with us. We know how precious that is. So, and always great to see you. Thank so, you so much. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Great to have you. We got to have you back some, some other times. Your next big project, I guess, with idea. And I know you've got some, you've got oh, some yeah. in the works right now too. So, so for everybody that's listening to us here on Random Fit, thank you so much for taking your time and hearing what Wendy Batts and I Ken Miller, uh, especially on this episode of Random Fit, where we had Miss Amy Boone Thompson, CEO of IDEA. So if there's anything you'd like to hear from us, let us know in the comment section. But you can also like, follow, subscribe, download, and share. And everybody, until next time, take care and be well. <music>